today's podcast, we'll be able to discover how Mother Mary can help us to get to heaven. First, we'll look at Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, from verses 39 through 50, we see the visitation of Mother Mary. We listen about how Mother Mary, once she heard the announcement from Angel Gabriel, after that, she was, um, she was announced about how her cousin Elizabeth was pregnant. So after that, Mary decided to do something. What did she do? She went and visited Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, who had no idea that Mother Mary was pregnant with the child of Jesus Christ, she was filled with the Holy Spirit that when she saw Mother Mary, she exclaimed and said, How blessed am I to see that, and it says that in in Luke chapter 1, verses 45. And it says, Blessed are you, who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. See, Mother Mary didn't tell Elizabeth any of the news yet. But still, Elizabeth, when she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she was able to feel the presence of Christ through Mother Mary. Mother Mary is one of the first person in the New Testament that was able to receive the grace of the Holy Spirit. Later, like when she appeared especially to St. Bernadette in Portugal. She, re- she remembered how she said that she was the Immaculate Conception. How did she know that? You know, Mother Mary, in a special way, she was saved from sin. She was saved from original sin compared to other people. And she was set apart from God to do a great mission. And that is to bring the whole mankind, the whole humanity to the salvation in the name of Jesus. So as we look upon this, we, we see in Genesis chapter 3 verses 15, the Bible verse says this, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. They will strike at your head, while you strike at their heel. And this is something that is being said to Eve, when she sinned and she decided to take the fruit of the tree that God rebuked her not to. So when she decided to disobey God because she thought she was going to earn something, she thought she would become like God by disobeying God. But at that moment, God condemns you God comes and he um, says something to the serpent. He says something to the man. But most of all, the first person who actually decided, who started the disobedience, which was Eve, right? And I know in history, people would look at woman and say, wow, you're the first one who disobeyed. And look at what happened to humanity. Because of you, a sin entered the world. Because And always humanity looks upon um, Eve as she's a sinful woman. As because of her, you know, we all endured this like type of evilness in this world. But look what God did. Even though sin entered in this world through a woman, God used a woman to bring salvation into the world. And that was Mother Mary. Even though one woman decided to say no, God used another woman 
in the church to say yes and she said yes and you know she, it says that god brought forth enmity between them yes there was an enmity between the person satan the evil spirits who's trying to drag the people away from god by luring them into things that are not existential by luring them into temporary things isn't that so true like satan really deceives us by showing us it's like it's like how we put a trap for a mouse right we lure the mouse into that trap by showing them like something that they like maybe a peanut butter or like cheese or whatever it is that attracts them and once we are attracted to it we fall into the trap but god his mercy is much more greater he's calling us into salvation and that is our journey because in our life oftentimes we are lured into these traps every single day and what happens is that since it happens to a lot of people now we are all into an understanding that this is okay this is common you know this is life but let me tell you this is not life life is more than that life is meant to be lived with so much more fullness and mother mary is a sure help in this journey of our life clinging on to her so many people have learned how to love jesus how to serve jesus how to actually make their lives the most meaningful and the first step that you can say is her yes you know what happened is when angel gabriel and announced the good news to mother mary angel gabriel and told her you are to become the mother of christ she did not know what to say she didn't even understand what it meant so she said to the angel okay how is this supposed to be i mean i don't even know who the husband is um i mean she was engaged to saint joseph but at the same time they were not married she was only betrothed to him so she was not sure what angel gabriel meant by that and then angel gabriel told her that the holy spirit will come upon her and conceive and that is a new thing like in history no woman has heard of like having conceived a baby by herself we need there is supposed to be like an intercourse between a man and a woman in order for them to conceive a child but just for a woman to conceive a child by itself and then she didn't even though that's the thing she did not understand what was in store for her but still she did not say no to god she said yes you know in our lives what could be frightening is um we don't know how heaven looks like we don't know what's going to be in the future like after death nobody is like there to really like tell us everything like this is the process you know like soul and everything we don't really see our soul we we know that there is a soul inside our body we don't really um like know what is the actual like benefit or goodness we receive from this but still we know that there is goodness there is a reward but that assurance by believing that's faith that's when faith comes into play or else if you already knew these things are there then there's no need for faith right then why do we say have faith in god we know we have faith in god because we believe there is something more we believe that there is something high so just like that mother mary even though she did not know what was going to happen she still said yes just like that we can say yes to god you know in our lives first by believing lord i actually don't know how my life is going to turn out to be let alone 
letting it to your will. Because I don't even, I have my own plans and to say to just let it to your plan, it's just a little hard, right? But without further question, without further ado, say yes. And that's what we need to do. I know like a lot of people, they think that, you know, right now I'm I'm like a young person. I'm in college, I'm in high school, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm just like, just started just graduated i want to enjoy my life you know i don't really want to go into this crazy church or whatever thing like that and we kind of like put it off and even though you put it off like that it's like no there is there a meaning yes there is a meaning and it's just like the thing is mother mary she did not like put her yes later she decided to say yes to god when she encountered it so when you encounter the faith it's a call for you to say yes. And then when we go through Luke chapter 1, we're able to look at Mother Mary, her characteristic, her personality, so much of her life, everything that entailed her. And it says in Galatians chapter 4 verses 4, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Jesus Christ was sent into the world with fullness of human nature. He was God, but at the same time, he was fully human. He had emotions, he had feelings, he had all of those things that we go through. But at the same time, it was not like his godlyhood and manlyhood was separated. It was all one. And in that human body, he endured the suffering. And during that time, Mother Mary too, when she presented Jesus in the temple, that's another incident that we encounter in her life. So when you look at um, Mother Mary's life, the first thing that you see is she was actually born of Anna. And when she was born of Anna, like, you know, they were a couple who was, and Joachim, and they were a couple who were longing for a child. And after so much prayer, they got Mother Mary. And when they did receive Mother Mary, they decided to consecrate her to the temple as a virgin, and she was consecrated. And in the temple, there was a custom where when they turn a specific age, um, and when they feel like some women are ready to get married, they will have some men come there. And the custom was that the men would put a stalk, a, a, a stem a planting type of stem on there and they would let it sit there and when the time comes the they would come like the next week and look whether it like blew any flowers or anything so the stalk that would blew the flowers um that person was it was a sign that that person was the one who was supposed to be engaged to mother mary so just like that um it's really cool that in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 4, it says that. Um, and it says that the staff of Aaron that had sprouted. The staff of Aaron that had sprouted. And Joseph's staff sprouted. And Joseph received Mother Mary um, into his life. And St. Joseph, like, the thing is, he was a very righteous person. And when this message got Mother Mary... And after the betrothal, that's when Mother Mary received the message from Angel Gabriel... 
she said yes and you know she didn't really know because she was betrothed to god and she visited elizabeth but also there too you see another behavior of mother mary another thing is in our lives we might like encounter people who need our help and usually like when somebody needs our help we're like yeah, yeah, yeah i'll help you and we hold on to it we don't really like promptly respond to them right because there is a little sacrifice when somebody asks you for help you stop what you are doing and go out to help them and another thing is say that you're on the road you're driving you see someone like a poor person or something and usually you're like okay you know what if the poor person is like in my way on my side of the road i'll go out and help him and another question we can ask ourselves is that are we willing to even take a u-turn to go to that poor person or that person who doesn't have anything who's just standing in the streets in the hot sun are we willing to take that u-turn to go help him even if we are delayed to whatever our destination is and that's what mother mary did she never delayed in her service when she heard that elizabeth was pregnant she promptly went to that house without further ado you know without further question you know she wasn't like oh and even till you see that you know she wasn't like okay let me like think about this let me like plan out how, oh my gosh if i do this do that you know like planning our life she didn't really have that she went upon it with the flow so just like that like um i mean when we drive past many cars you know how many people sincerely actually help a person if we see a funny comment if you see a person with a funny comment on the poster or saying that he wants some money for alcohol i've seen like people helping those people more than the actual person who just stand there holding a poster saying i have nothing and we might even say that oh wow you know they can search for a job you know they can call the cops like there are so many things there are so many resources out there but what if there's nobody to point them to guide them through these resources i remember coming as an immigrant to this country my parents really had no idea even though there are so many government resources in this country we had no idea and i remember that time um we went to church after holy mass when we left we saw like this the priest and we were like we don't know what to do we just came here we were new and we we're so helpless and that time this priest like guided us to this lady that lady she was a miracle in our life she helped us so much you know she helped us with so many household necessities and everything and every time i remember if it wasn't for her charitable act it would have been really hard on us i also remember when i started school there was this one lady in church one random lady i, I really didn't even know her and she told me hey um do you want to like come shopping with me one day for school and then me and my sister we were kind of excited and my mom said yeah maybe it's for you guys you know and then we were kind of excited we went with her and we went to the store she bought us like lunch boxes books you know like um clothes shoes and i was like so surprised because the shoes that she bought and everything i was expecting her to buy me like a 10 shoe or something but now she bought me like a $40, $50 shoe and I was like so shocked by the price I continuously told her you know you don't have to because because I can't wear shoes like that like to me that's like whoa that's too expensive um and but she still you know insisted on buying them and I was so happy like to see her gratitude I would never forget that in my life 
to see how someone could be so gracious and so helpful in your life. And oftentimes that is one thing that we forget. Like sometimes we have opportunities to help in our families, right? When in our families, when our husband, our wife, or even our child ask us, "Hey, can you help me in the kitchen?" or "Papa, can you show me how to do this?" You know, sometimes we might do help them, but we usually like we help them when they insist a lot. But we there is a sacrifice when we jump out to help them when they ask us the first time. And that is a beautiful characteristic of Mother Mary that we can learn from. And also sidetracking, one of the things that St. Augustine once asked Jesus was, Jesus Jesus asked St. Augustine, "What is the most love that you can give me? What is the most?" And then St. Augustine, thinking about it, he was like, "You know, I can I love you so much. Like I consecrate my whole life to you." And Jesus was like, "No, that's not it." And then St. Augustine was thinking and he was like, "You know, I'm willing to lay like, you know, I'm willing to love you like the martyrs. That is the most love I can give you." I mean, they decided to love in such a courageous way they laid down their lives for you i mean come on what is the love that is so greater than that and then jesus was like mm. that wasn't the answer he was looking for and then jesus told saint augustine love me like my mother jesus wanted all of us to love him like mother mary mother mary give him the most deep the most endearing love you know like in her life when she said yes to god the thing that bought that enmity between her and the evil spirit is her humility her humility like shook satan because you know what separated satan from god what separated satan from god proudness being proud having a proud spirit thinking that he is so great he is so good that i don't need god in my life and when he decided to do that he there was a war that happened in heaven and we read about that in the bible and that is what separated this evil spirit so much from god because he was not willing to step down and say lord i'm sorry i made a mistake forgive me but mother mary she was not like that she stepped down and said behold i am your hand made she she called herself she she stepped down and said i am your servant I'm your servant. What does a servant do? We know like in a house if we hire a maid, they are supposed to do what we tell them to do. Like if they do anything that we don't tell them to do, you know, we we don't want that. We want them to follow what we tell them. And just like that, to be a servant of God. So so just like that, that's why um towards the end of life and also like you see that um and then mother mary you also see after mother mary visited elizabeth when elizabeth said all of this mother mary recites a canticle right and it's called canticle of mary and it says my soul proclaims the greatness of the lord my spirit rejoices in god my savior 
for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. From now on will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arms, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry is filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abram and to his descendants forever. And in a particular Bible verse, it says that the rich grow poor and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Isn't that very like, like that's a very, you know, interesting Bible verse, right? It says in Psalms chapter 34 verses 11, the rich grow poor and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You know, when Mother Mary, um, when she received the news, she knew her life was not going to be easy. But still, even though she knew that her life was not going to be easy, she decided to praise God. She decided to say hallelujah. How many of us are doing that? You know, like, whenever we find out our lives are going to be harder, the first thing we do is complain. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that, right? So it's just a thinking that we can do. How many times are we willing to praise God even though we know our lives are going to be difficult? When COVID-19 happened, it's like, are we ready to praise God even though we know our lives are going to be difficult moving forward? Even though we know like our plans are honestly like at a question mark at this point. So like at those moments, we can always look and seek like... Are we willing to go forward with it? Say yes to God, yes. And just like that, to learn how to praise God. And when she praised God, there's a particular thing from Psalms chapter 34, verses 11, um, which is kind of said in a different way. But in Psalms chapter 34, 11, it says, The rich grow poor and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord like no good thing. This is what happened in Mother Mary's life. She seeked the Lord and she lacked nothing. If you seek the Lord, you will lack nothing. But why does it say that the rich grow poor and hungry? I mean, that's so ironic, right? Like, it's like we would expect a rich man to go grow wealthy, to grow like healthy, right? To grow healthy and wealthy. But in here it says that the rich is growing poor and hungry. So why does that say that? When um, I was thinking about that Bible verse, a particular quote from Mother Teresa struck me. And it goes like this. Mother Teresa said that the Eastern poverty, what surprises me, shocks me the most is that the Western, the spiritual poverty in the Western world is far more worse than the physical poverty or the material poverty in the eastern world what does she say the spiritual poverty in the western world is far more worse than the material or physical poverty in the eastern world nowadays in the world we see like there are so many organizations so many things charitable things which we're striving to help the poor 
and the hungry, which is all so good. But when we all try to do such organizations, such charity works, what is our mission? Is our mission to accrue some, you know, like worldly like applauses? Or is our mission to spread the word of God, to spread the kingdom of God? When we care for our material needs, what happens? Our soul, our soul is growing poor and hungry. Our soul is seeking to receive Holy Eucharist. Our soul is seeking for Christ. But if you're not going to fill it with Christ, what happens? Like we're filling it with so many worldly things, right? And that's why it says that the rich man grow poor and go hungry. Because what does the rich man does? The rich man continues to accrue wealth. The rich man continues to like, you know, um, he tries to like, okay, I need to do this, that. This is how I can make biz big businesses happen. He always take care of his health. He probably have a personal doctor, uh, medical checkups here and then. You know, he takes so much care of the physical body that he lacks to care for his spiritual body, his soul. So in our lives, we need to think, Mother Mary, you know, physically, like she knew her life was just going to turn around. Like her life was not going to be easy. And she was going to face so many difficulties. But yet, despite all of that, she only cared about one thing, and that was her soul. In this journey in our life, the first thing that we need to learn to give priority to is to nourish our soul because it is eternal. We have seen how many people, right? So many people, they accrue so much wealth. They become doctors. They study in the Ivy League universities, Harvard, MIT, Yale, and still they all go in one same place. In one same place, we all go there, right? The ground, the earth, the soil. So we need to think higher. We need to aim for something far beyond the sky. The sky is not our limit. And also like even after the um, birth of Jesus and the canticle of Mother Mary, another thing that you see is the presentation of child Jesus in the temple. When Mother Mary presents child Jesus in the temple, Simeon the prophet says that a sword is going through her heart and and she she wasn't really sure what this meant and what Simeon the prophet prophesied about her later happened in her life about 30 years later right like that's when when Jesus started the mission and during the passion of the Christ that's when like that that moment you know that that prophecy from Simeon became fulfilled later so in your life, another thing that we can learn from Mother Mary is to wait. When we like start a mission or when we hear like say like a person like said something about you, like a um, spiritual person got a message about you from God. You know, the thing is, number one, we need to wait or you got an inspiration about your heart regarding your future, about your vocation or whatever. First thing we need to do is wait. We need to wait patiently. Mother Mary, not only should, did she wait, she pondered and also later, we she pondered upon these things in her heart, which we can also see when we later move forward with it um, at the incident of finding the child Jesus in the temple. So when Jesus was lost for three days and Joseph and um, Mother Mary were looking for them, finally they reached the temple and they saw like how Jesus was discussing about the law and about God and everything, you know, among the other teachers. And so when they when he was discussing this among them, Mother Mary asked, 
him, Oh child, where have you been? We have been worried about you, you know? And Jesus says, Aren't you supposed to know that I'm supposed to be doing my father's work? You know, like, and Mother Mary, she didn't understand what God meant. Like, you know, aren't you supposed to know that I'm supposed to be involved in my father's business right now? And she really didn't understand what Jesus meant by that. But what did she do? Did she go ahead and ask him, okay, well, what do you mean? What type of business? Can you explain more clearly? You know, she didn't really like question. A lot of people, when they hear about faith, when they hear about God, they always want to question. So it's just like, no, without questioning, she thought about it. She processed. You know, she was pondering upon all of these things in her heart. That's what the Bible verse says next. She pondered upon all of these things in her heart. So let's actually develop a habit about pondering about godly things. And not only like, with our own ability, we can mentally think about things and we can bring up mental conclusions. So when I start this podcast, you know, when I could like make up my own little like mental conclusions and mental guidelines. But no, uh, I really, one of the main things that I want to do is like, I really try to surrender this podcast under the hands of the Holy Spirit because I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, whatever I say, do not let this be my word. Let this be what you want the people to listen to. You know, so just just that prayer. And also, I, 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 I try to like actually, rather than to have a longer podcast, I, had, I try to have a more time in prayer before actually offering up the podcast. Because I want to prepare myself so that what you guys hear is what you ought to hear. So just like that in our lives, let's, you know, make it more meaningful. Sometimes we are not probably sure, but we can learn from Mary. And Mary is the shortest path to heaven. And also, I also encourage you to do the 33 days to morning glory. In the 33 days to morning glory, you'll be able to find so many ways why Mother Mary is will help us in this path to heaven. Because she's a teacher. And that's why you see like in the ultimate path towards the end of Jesus' journey, Jesus says, you know, Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Why did Jesus say woman? He said woman to show her new role as the woman who became the vessel of salvation in this world. She became the Ark of Covenant. That's why it says in Hebrews chapter 9 verses 4, in which were the gold altar of incense and the Ark of Covenant entirely covered with gold. In it were the gold jar containing the manna, the staff of Aaron that had sprouted, and the tablets of covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant, it was like a desk-like thing, you know, like a box-like thing. And in the Ark of the Covenant, there were three things. What were those three things? There was manna, there was the staff of Aaron, and there were the tablets of the covenant, the commandments that the God gave them. So it shows that, number one, it's the, that, what is she carrying? The tab, the tablets of the covenant. You know, those were commandments given by God the Father to Moses. She, she was carrying the word. And what, a symbol of that word, that God came and to dwell with them, like, to, you know, to as a food among them, was manna at that time. But later, like, God took away that manna. And in the New Testament, God gave us the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Communion. So now we are actually receiving, that's our spiritual food. Because we believe that the God who created this whole world is so humble enough to come inside our body in the shape of a bread. 
And so, you know, like God, he was word. That's why in John chapter one, verse one, it says the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. It was true during the time of the apostles. And it's also true right now, because right now he is boring flesh within us. He's boring flesh among us and he's he's wanting you to live within us. You know, remember Jesus when he assumed when he um uh, ascended into heaven, he said, you know, I need to leave so that my helper can come so that I can come and live among you. And God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Son, God, the Father, they're all triune and they're all come together to do this. So just like that. So what in, in the Old Testament, you see that Mother Mary essentially became the Ark of the Covenant. She was caring. That's why in the litany of the modern uh, rosary, we heard, O Ark of the Covenant, pray for us. We ask her to pray because she's so close to Jesus. So she can show us the way. She can teach us the way. She can pray for us. And also another thing is we can ask her, Mother Mary, like teach us to bring her close to it. So there have been many apparitions in the world of Our Lady. And um, one of them was the apparition of Mother Mary to in Kibeho. And in Rwanda, there was a holocaust that happened. And... And before the holocaust happened, millions of people died because of the, you know, the fight among the tribes. But before this happened, Mother Mary came there hundred years ago and warned about this incident. And there were several of these messages that she gave. And the thing is, most of the messages that Mother Mary give among the whole world are same. And they line among the same phrase, repent, repent, repent. Every single day, we are called to ask for forgiveness. We are called to say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. When we look at our wife, when we look at our children, or if we look at our husband, we are to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. We always expect other people to say sorry to us, but no, we are called to say sorry to one another. Maybe our friends made the mistake, but we're called to still ask for forgiveness. And, you know, um, one of the things that um, they said, so one, what happened is one of the incidents that I'll, I'll read a couple of them from, it's from the, it's called, the book is called Our Lady of Kibeho. It's written by Immaculate and it's called Mary Speaks to the World from the Heart of Africa. So it goes like this, as hundreds of folks were beginning to leave, the girl began to speak again. And what Mary told her, we energized the entire crowd. It is not time to say goodbye yet, my children, for our visit has been too short. It is now time for Gitarmo. Everyone jumped to their feet in the anticipation of at least another hour of song. As I mentioned earlier, Gitarmo is an extremely important part of Rwandan culture that serves as our most cherished form of communication. For Our Lady to initiate Gitarmo showed that she was truly the entire world's blessed mother and could adapt to every custom and culture. When she appeared to the children of Fatima, she didn't ask them to join her in an African ritual. No, she came to them in a way that allowed them to understand who she was and what message she wanted to bring. Later, 
I learned more about how Mother Mary appeared to people in different parts of the world, but at that time, I only knew about her appearance at Fatima and Lourdes. So, the, from, you see how Mother Mary, like, you know, she comes to us like us, among us. So it's so easy for us. She understands us. She understands our circumstances. So it is so easy for her to teach us the path to heaven. We know like for um, SAT exams and US, you we like take prep, right? We have SAT preps. And one of the famous SAT preps is the Khan Academy prep. And when we do the Khan Academy prep, it's like practice, practice. Does the, Is the Khan Academy like the actual exam? No. But still, it gives us a lot of practice and prepares us. Just like that. But Mother Mary is 100 times more than Khan Academy, you know? Like, she is that best teacher that we can get in our preparation to heaven. And one of the things that she says in her messages is, she says that, There are many lights in the world to follow, but there is only one true light, that of God. She is desperate for you to have wisdom to believe what she tells you and follow his light to the truth. It will give you life. Live with your faith and throughout your life. Don't wear it like a coat that you put on and take off, since this won't save you when you die. That is so true, right? Like for most people, in a way, like our faith is like something that we do weekly. Like, oh yeah, today's a Sunday, we need to go to church. Okay, let me go to church. Is that it? Is that it? Our faith? No, our faith should be more than that. Our faith should be more than a uh, jacket that we put on. Our faith should be something that we wear in our life every single day. We practice in our life. It's like, you know that slogan where we say, eat, sleep, and drink? We use that um, phrase when we're referring to something so intense. You know, we hear that among like athletes, among musicians, eat, sleep, and drink music. And here it's like, eat, sleep, and drink our faith, our Jesus. And that way, we'll be able to find more meaning with it. You know, like sometimes I remember like watching a lot of TV shows or whatever. After a while, you get tired of it and it, you feel so dry. No energy in your life. But when I listen to certain um, spiritual talks or anything, I feel so energized. You know, I feel like I can work. I feel like even though my life, I have no idea how my life is going, but still, I know since I depend on my God, my life is going to have a great ending. Like that type of energy in our lives, that is what we need to get. And Mother Mary guides us with that. She says, Love my son, love each other, care for the poor and sick. Do not let jealousy and anger get into your hearts. Fill them with kindness and be willing to forgive. If you are weak in spirit or lacking in faith, pray to me and I will bring you comfort and strength. Pray to me and I will bring you comfort and strength. What does that mean? Ask her. Ask her. Just talk to her. And she will bring you the comfort and strength. And she's bringing it, right? So she, where is she bringing it that from? She's bringing Jesus into our lives. She's bringing Jesus, who is the comfort in our lives. Another thing that she says is also, My children, there are many who want to pray, who try to pray, but do not know how to pray. You must ask for the strength and knowledge to understand what is expected of you. My love goes out to all of you. 
for there are many here who want to reach the road to heaven, but do not have the strength or knowledge to ask for God's help. My dear children, listen to my words, for I will teach you how to pray from the bottom of your hearts. You must begin your prayers by offering God all your conceal in your soul. God sees your every action and knows your every thought. You can hide nothing from Him, but you must tell Him yourself. You must be willing and strong enough to confess all of your transgressions of body, mind, and spirit to Him. Hold back nothing. Admit all your bad deeds and thoughts. Then you must ask for God's forgiveness from the bottom of your heart. Rest assured that if you confess and seek forgiveness sincerely, He will forgive you. By beginning this way, the sins you carried will not distract you from praying sincerely. You can then speak to Him knowing that your heart is clean and your conscience is clear. Pray to Him fervently, make a petition, beg His favor and ask for His blessing. God sees into your soul and knows you seek His help with a repentant heart. Then, my children, you too must offer forgiveness by asking God to forgive all those who have trespassed against you, all who have caused you suffering or given you insult or injury. Forgive them in prayer and ask God to bless and help them. Then pray for the spiritual and physical welfare of your relatives, for all of your brothers and sisters, that God may bless them. Then give thanks to Him for having received and answered your prayers. Most important, you must ask God for strength. You must need to do His will. Ask for the strength not to stray from His life. Pray for the courage and wisdom to walk only the road leading to heaven. And never forget, my children, to pray for the strength to be humble. Your prayers have no meaning if they do not come from the depths of your heart. And you cannot open your heart to the Lord without humility. I love you, my children. When you lack the strength to pray, ask for my help. Pray for my intercession. I will strengthen you and bring you to my Son and to the Father through your prayer. So, you know, the last part where Mother Mary says, she's the intercessor for us. You know, you, you know when we say that we've got into an accident or something, we might hire a lawyer for us. So when we hire a lawyer, the lawyer is going to fight for us among the judge. You know, she's that one person who's going to like stand for us and say that this is my child. These are the reasons why you must listen to this person and why my client could be justified. Just like that, Mother Mary, along with Jesus Christ crucified, stands for us, stands for us and speaks for us. They are our intercessor. And through her intercession, you know, through her by standing in the middle between us and God, she's actually able to grant us more in our lives than if we were just with God. Because the reason why we cannot straight, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, let me just approach God, you know, just sit with God and everything. It's all good and everything. But the thing is, in our lives, we're filled with so much sin and things that has taken us so far from God. So the sins are standing as obstacles. They're standing as fences in between our life and God. And so that's making it difficult for us to journey towards God. And that is why we need an intercessor in our lives. We need Mother Mary to guide us. So in that thing, you can read about this uh, message from her, from Our Lady of Kibeho. But the f there's um main things she said is, we don't know how to pray. Be understandable. You know, people sometimes they um, undermine vocal prayers. But vocal prayers are not bad. We're calling, these are prayers, those are inspired by the Holy Spirit among many holy people. 
so we can use those prayers as weapons in our journey in faith so the first thing she said is to offer god everything that is hidden in our soul you know everything about ourselves to admit every fault so first we should admit how we are and then to say jesus i i did this i'm a bad person so first we need to ask for forgiveness you know we did so many bad things we ask for forgiveness from god second we decide to forgive those who did wrong things against us that could be our family members or friends or any of people that we interact with any people that insulted us we decide to forgive them the third is we pray for the spiritual and the physical welfare of all of the people that we interact with especially our relatives our family and our brothers and sisters in Christ then finally we give thanks to him for having received and answered our prayers and also lastly see she says to pray for humility right to pray for humility so one ask for forgiveness number two forgive the people that we ought to forgive number three pray for spiritual and physical welfare of our family relatives our brothers and sisters in Christ and also people in this world who really are in need of our prayers number four to pray for the gift of humility so these this is like a good order that we can follow in our lives to pray um and finally like another incident that i would like to bring to your attention is the incident of guadalupe in guadalupe mother mary appeared to juan and juan he you know he when mother mary appeared to him he had no idea you can look at the incident of it it's, it's so amazing so mother mary revealed what happened is mother mary asked juan to tell the bishop in that area to build a church in the place that she appeared and there's a significance in that place and the significance is that the place that she appeared so many um sacrifices to um to their you know there there were people who didn't believe in god like there were people who believed in a pagan gods right living in that area because they were native americans so these native americans they used to believe in pagan gods and they offered like children and virgin women on that hill where mother mary appeared as sacrifices So in that same place Mother Mary appeared asked them to um asked Juan to tell the bishop to build a church there and the bishop asked for a sign and then later Mother Mary she came on a he had a Mother Mary told Juan to collect um roses from that hill and during that time it was winter it was so impossible for rose flowers to be actually come there during winter time but still even though during that time roses actually came roses bloom there and she collected he collected those roses in his um he had like a a man i don't know like a scarf type of thing on his body that he was having so he put the roses in the scarf and he took it and then he went to the bishop so he opened the scarf and all the roses fell out of his scarf and you know what shocked the bishop was number 1 not only the roses bloom in a hill at a time where roses were not even supposed to be bloomed but in that scarf an image of mother mary was painted so beautifully and the clothes that she had that image is still in the guadalupe and in mexico and that image the clothes and everything there if you look at an image when you um so once th- that's what helped uh, the bishop to understand that it really is true it's not like a fake you know like oh hey mother mary appeared and so later 
um, the Native Americans and everything, like the Native chiefs, when they inspected this image, they were surprised beyond words. Because um, Mother Mary, her hair, it was actually put down. So only virgins actually put their hair down. You know, they won't tie their hair up. So she put her hair down. But at the same time, she was wearing something which indicated that she was pregnant. So it showed that she was a virgin mother who was pregnant. And she also had a particular crown which indicated that she was a queen, like a goddess. Like the goddess that they were offering their sacrifices to. So... This incident actually led to thousands of Native Americans. Almost 500,000 people were converted. And the crowd in Guadalupe is immense. Is immense. To see that, and also like, um, it is, if you look at right now, in the last 100 centuries, apparitions of Mother Mary have been more common than before the, before the last 100 centuries. So like the last couple of hundred years, last um centuries couple of centuries apparitions of mother mary have been more common you know last hundred years and everything than before those hundred years and this is to show that mother mary has that urgency she has that zeal she doesn't want any one of us to be condemned to eternal damnation she wants all of us to love jesus to be so close to him just the way she is so by looking at her life, by looking at her personality, her characteristics, we can learn to grow in our journey in faith by taking the easiest way to heaven. And that is definitely for sure by learning from Mother Mary. And some of the things by recapping some of the things that I talked about earlier is, number one, when we discover our faith, when we encounter our faith, to say yes to God. Number two, to be prompt in our service whenever we see people who are is needing our help. To be prompt in our service. Number three, to have patience, to wait, to be humble. You know, just like something that was told of her got fulfilled after a long time. But still she waited. To be patient and to wait. Number four, to, to actually ponder upon things in our heart. So in her heart, she pondered about spiritual things. She pondered about heavenly things. So right now in our hearts, we probably think about so many unnecessary things, but rather to fill it up with things, you know, that think about our life, think about the meaning of our life. What should we do with our life? Ask God so to ponder upon our life. And number five, to accept her as our mother. You know, behold your mother and woman, behold your son. And son, behold your mother. Let's take her as our mother in our lives and ask her to teach us the way to heaven. Amen.